The fruit of the Spirit is meekness. Gentleness, humility. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Turn in your Bibles to Galatians 5. Galatians 5, we'll read, begin reading verse 16. Love is the ruling flavor. Love is the fruit of the Spirit. And the other words that are mentioned, definitions of the fruit of the Spirit, are simply explanations of how love works. It is one fruit. It is all one. It is all a result of what the Holy Spirit does. The fruit is lived out towards other people and in benefit of, for other people, to nourish other people, and it nourishes ourselves as well. Galatians 5, verse 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit. That's the antidote to walking in the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. We might say, well, I just got to stop following the dictates of the flesh. Well, it's good to put forth effort in that way. And we need to sometimes say no. But I think more importantly and more helpful is to take the, the can't even think of the word. God help us. Offensive, thank you. Take the offensive approach. What am I not going to, instead of what am I not going to do, I can't do this, can't do that, can't, what am I going to do? And this verse says it that way. Walk in the Spirit, and that'll help. That'll take care. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let's keep reading. Verse 17, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things you wish. They work against each other. If you wish to walk in the flesh, you can't because the Spirit is with you. If you wish to walk in the Spirit, you can't because the flesh, there's a, it's, you can't do it, depend, yeah. You can't do what you want to do. <laughs> Verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, evil mur envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such thing, things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But... The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness or gentleness, goodness, faithfulness or faith, 
gentleness or meekness and temperance or self-control. That's the fruit. Against such there is no law. And, the, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, or you might say, if the Spirit is what gives us eternal life, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The fruit of the Spirit is meekness. Another word for it is gentleness or humility. What is the definition, dictionary definition of meekness? Mild, moderate, humble, submissive, mild of, temp of temper, not easily provoked or irritated. That's the definition of meekness. Meekness is misunderstood many times. Here's how meekness is often misunderstood. It's understood as weakness or spinelessness, lack of courage and strength. That is not meekness. Spinelessness is not meekness. Weakness is not meekness. Lack of courage and strength is not meekness. Don't get that counterfeit confused with meekness. But what makes one meek? What makes a person meek? What makes a person mild of temper, moderate? What makes a person humble? What makes a person submissive? And how is that, if lack of strength is not meekness, how is that strength? Do you see that top definition and see it as strength? What's behind meekness? What makes it grow? What makes, if it's a fruit, how does this fruit grow? What makes it strong? Meekness, I like this definition best. I have many definitions of meekness. As anything of God is, it's hard to explain. You can't explain God. Meekness is a fruit of the Spirit of God. And so it's difficult to explain. So we have many definitions. We have many explanations. And I'll name a bunch this morning. And whatever helps you, grab onto that. Stick with it and repeat it. Whatever helps you to understand what meekness is. If you can grasp one definition today, that's great. And you hang on that and you ask God to make that grow in your life. I like this one best. Strength, 
under control. Strength under control. Or you might say quiet strength. A quiet strength. I said recently that uh, fruit doesn't grow in a noisy way. Fruit grows quietly. You don't even find out it's happening. Quiet strength. And it's a strength under control. And fruit is the, uh, meekness is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So this strength under control is under the, under the control of the, say it, the Holy Spirit, yes. Strength under the control of the Holy Spirit. So, as we look back at this, it takes a quiet strength to humble ourselves. It takes a quiet strength to be submissive. It takes a quiet strength to control our passions and to respond in moderation. It takes a quiet strength. How do we get that? Turn in your Bibles to... Matthew 11. We want to read the verses on either side of this one that's up here. Matthew 11, 28. This is the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God, which is the Spirit of Jesus. And Jesus says, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, these precious verses come to me. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. King James Version says meek. Meek, gentle, and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I especially want to focus on verse 29. Take my yoke upon me. Well, first of all, we got to come. As verse 28 says, Jesus says, come. If you want meekness, you got to come to Jesus. And to come and come and keep coming and keep coming. And whenever we come to something, there's a lot we got to leave. You can't come somewhere without leaving somewhere. You can't come to something without leaving something. And so our lives are a continual, need to be a continual coming to Jesus. Come, come to me, Jesus says. What an invitation, what a command. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So we got that. You got to come to him. And then Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. What's Jesus' yoke? Take my yoke upon you. That's, that's a binding together with him. That sounds binding, doesn't it? Well, a lot of people aren't willing to bind themselves yoked to Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest 
for your souls. Strength under control, or quiet strength. Now, that doesn't mean that a meek person is always quiet. I hope not, because I tend to be loud. It's good for preaching, because then old people can hear me, right? A meek person isn't always quiet, but a meek person always has quiet strength. It takes meekness sometimes to be quiet when everything within us wants to say a thing or two. But it also takes meekness to do what Peter did, to stick his neck out and speak boldly. There was a quiet strength that helped him be loud. That's meekness. It's a quiet strength that helps you be under the control of the Holy Spirit, whether it's time to be quiet and bite your lip or to speak up. That's meekness. That's that quiet strength. That's where it's, it, don't confuse it with lack of courage and strength. It's a strength that gives you what you need when you need it, whether it's to be quiet or whether it's to stick your neck out and make yourself known. The strength under control of the Holy Spirit. All right, number one, it's humility. Humility. Meekness is humility. One person had said is, humility is the mother of meekness. And we have it here in Jesus' invitation. He says, I am meek and lowly, or I am gentle and lowly. We learn from Jesus' humility. Humility comes from the word humus, which is fertile ground. The more lowly, the more fruitful. Jesus said, the meek will inherit the earth. Some people have sarcastically said, well, yeah, you're biting the dust all the time. You know, inherit the earth. We're eating dirt. If I just let go and let people run over me, I'm just going to be eating dirt all the time. Well, if you want to take the dirt analogy, no, you're not eating dirt. You be the dirt. You be the lowest. You be not dirt, but fertile soil. You be the fertile soil. You be the ground that holds up everyone else. That's the quiet strength. It's fertile. It produces fruit. And people can walk over it, and it supports them. That's what Jesus was. He was the creator He was the greatest man, the the meekest person. He was God himself. And and yet, you could say he let people run all over him. But he did it intentionally. He did it with great strength. Oh, if I could just be more like Jesus, where I intentionally and purposefully and, and with an end in view am under the Spirit's control, and I support the very people who take advantage of me, and I help them grow. When you're the lowest, you can't fall. The ground can't fall. You can't be humiliated when you're down there already, when you know 
who you are and what you're there for. It's humility. Secondly, it's an attitude about God. Yoked with God. Jesus says, take my yoke. So meekness is all about our relationship with Jesus, our oneness with him, how we see him. It's what we believe about his sovereignty. I am his, and he is God. So I'm good. I don't have to protect myself anymore. I don't have to fight for my rights anymore. I am one with him, and he is God. And it doesn't matter so much what you do to me, but I know you, you, you can't mess with God. That's, that's about my relationship. It's about loving. It's about love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And I love God so much, I'll go through anything for Him. And I love people so much, I will go through anything for them. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Meekness is a further definition of it. It's an attitude about God. He is God. And so I will surrender myself 100% to His Lordship. I will submit to him. It's an attitude of appreciation. Appreciation. One person asked, how could Jesus choose a Judas? He asked another person, how could Jesus choose a Judas? And the, the person responded with, well, I don't know. But the more difficult question is, how could Jesus choose me? How could Jesus choose me? That's the appreciation of meekness. An attitude, and of course it's an attitude of trust. The meekness of Jesus. <clears throat> the son can do nothing on his own. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. I have not come on my own. I do nothing on my own. I do not seek my own glory. I do not speak on my own. This is what Jesus said about himself. He was all about God, the Father. It wasn't about himself. Okay, the strength the third thing about this strength under control, it's a strength of gentleness. Jesus said, learn of me. There's a strength in meekness that is so much stronger than the strength of force. I don't know if you've heard the story of the wind and the son having a competition to try to take the man's coat off. The wind said, I can do it. And he blew and he blew in a strong force. And the man just held his coat on tighter. But the son, in meekness, illustrated meekness, shone in its quiet warmth. And the man got warm and took his coat off. Meekness is more lasting. Force can make people 
do what you want them to do for a short time. But meekness is what endures. Herod the Great, with all his force, did great things, but his kingdom moved on. But Jesus, the meek one, his kingdom endures. It is stronger than kings. It is stronger than wrath. It is stronger than icebergs. It is stronger than women. It is stronger than the strong. Meekness. Learn of me. William Barclay said it like this. Meekness is complete control of the passionate part of our nature. Meekness treats all with perfect courtesy. Meekness can rebuke without ill will. It can argue without intolerance. It can face the truth without resentment. It can be angry and yet not sin. It can be gentle and yet not weak. The strength of gentleness. Strength. Meekness is quiet strength. And I don't know, I can... So if this is a, if I'm really strong, I can, I can pick this. Oh, it's not real dirt, okay? So I'm not that strong. But if this was real dirt, uh, and 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 it would show up my weakness, and 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 I would have to try really hard and and go ah, and just get it up on here. That would be weakness. But strength can be gentle. Strength can take something really heavy and gently lift it up and gently set it down. That's the strength of meekness. Quiet strength. When you are really strong, you can be more gentle. When you're barely strong enough, that's when you have to be boisterous and grunt and boastful, and, and all of that stuff to, to, to try to be strong enough. Well, if you've got this, this uh, attitude about God and being in you, the power of the Holy Spirit in you, you, you can't lose. You can't lose. You've got all the strength you need, and you can be gentle. All right, the fourth thing, no defense of dignity. You shall find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. No worries. No worries. You have nothing to prove, and you have nothing to hide. You don't have to fight for yourself. That's meekness. Meekness. You're okay with being insignificant. Jesus was. He did great things, and then he said, don't tell anybody. Love vaunteth not itself. Meekness is not self-exalting. Jesus says, I don't seek my own glory. Again, love seeketh not her own. Meekness is love, the strength being controlled 
by love, seeketh not her own. And you can surrender. Jesus surrendered to the will of him who sent him. And you can depend on God. Jesus said the son can do nothing on his own. Your dependence is completely on God. There's no defense of dignity. You keep your dignity, but you don't have to fight for it. The meek shall inherit the earth. What do the meek inherit? Inheritance, well, let's, let's go through this list, then I'll make a few comments. Inheritance is always about relationship. It's about relationship. It's not something that can be bought or earned or fought for, stolen or taken by force. But these are the things that the, the meek inherit. They inherit people. Galatians 6.1, I have some, some verses to go with each one of these. For the first one, and as far as inheriting people, Galatians 6.1 says, Restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. If someone has gone astray, you restore them. The only way to, that you're able to restore them is if you have the spirit of meekness. And when they're restored, they're your brother again. So you, you inherit people. You inherit influence, of the ability to influence people. You can't buy it or earn it or fight for it or take it by force. You, you through the, the power, the strength of meekness, that's what lasts, and that's what, in the end, will win people over. All right, the next one, inner peace. The meek shall inherit inner peace. And this is Psalms. Uh, you know, when, when Jesus said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, he was just quoting Psalms. He read his Bible. Psalm 37, 11, it says, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The abundance of peace. When we don't have to fight, for our own dignity, when we don't have to fight for our own rights, there's peace, there's an inner strength when we can delight ourselves in the abundance of peace. Thanks for picking that song, Peace, When Peace Like a River. When Peace Like a River. Um, and I love the way the soprano line brought that out. It is well with my soul. It's just on that so just constant, and it's just, it's not up or down by our flesh, up or down, it's just constant. It is well with my soul. It's that kind of peace, just, just there, just constant. The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. True joy, true joy. Isaiah 29, 19, the meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord. I didn't take much time to think about that and how that works, but that's what the Bible says. The meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord. A teachable spirit. James 1.21, receive with meekness the engrafted word. We are able to receive God's word when we have meekness. 
And then it says it's able to save your souls. So it brings us salvation. Guidance and learning. Psalm 25, 9. The meek shall he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. We are able to learn, and God will guide us. Salvation. Psalm 149, 4. He will beautify the meek with salvation. That's our inheritance. And then there's satisfaction. Uh, I'm going to go back to, to Jesus' verse. You will find rest unto your souls. Satisfaction. Meekness, we will inherit satisfaction. So, a few more quotes here. Those who inherit it, meekness, or the earth, those who inherit it, this is talking about inheriting the earth, those who inherit it find in it the richest and fullest and freest life. Let me read that again, and then there's more. The meek shall inherit the earth. Those who inherit the earth find in it, find in the earth, the richest and fullest and freest life. The selfish cannot inherit the earth because the small bit of earth that they win possesses them and makes them, in some measure, its slave. While, their wealth that is, while the wealth that is not theirs tends to make them restless by exciting their desire or their envy. So the meek will enjoy the richest and fullest and freest life on earth. The selfish cannot inherit the earth because what they, what they win possesses them and makes them its slave. And what they don't win, uh, they they'll be restless and have envy. Here's another quote by John Drescher. Those who truly inherit the earth are those who can admire without coveting and enjoy without owning. Those who truly inherit the earth are those who can admire without coveting and enjoy without owning. I want to be meek. I want to be like Jesus. How? So the big question, how to grow the fruit? How do we grow this fruit of meekness? Of course, it's a fruit of the Spirit. So we need the Spirit. We need more of the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so there's a sense where I can't make it grow. You can't make this fruit grow. You don't, you don't grab yourself and just say, grow up. No, there's, there's things that you can do, though. It's the Spirit of God. It's to be like Jesus. And so study Jesus. Study Jesus. Ask God for it. He's the one that's going to make it, make it grow. So you ask him for it. You, you seek to be like Jesus, to have only Him be seen in your life. Be all about Him, the fruit of the Spirit. Probably, I'm just going to leave one thing here for you, uh, how to grow the fruit. You can't grow it. God has to grow it. You go to Him. You come to Him. You learn of Jesus. And 
but then cooperate with whatever happens. Cooperate with whatever God allows to happen. And I say it like this, embrace every opportunity to humble myself. Embracing every opportunity to humble myself. If you and I do that, we'll become meek. Okay? Somebody that says something that's not quite right, rather than pouncing on them and correcting them quickly, you're okay with it. And if you have opportunity to correct, that's a loving thing to do, to speak the truth back, but it's, it's not driven. You just humble yourself. If somebody repeats a story about you incorrectly, humble yourself. If somebody interrupts you, butts in when you're talking and interrupts you, you just embrace it. If somebody takes advantage of you or you're, you're required to do a job because somebody else didn't do their job right, embrace it. Embrace the opportunity. When your boss asks something that you feel is unreasonable, embrace it. When your children misunderstand you, embrace them. There are so many opportunities in life, on and on, every day. When it's time to get up in the morning and you don't feel like it, embrace it. Embrace it. There are so many ways to humble ourselves. And back to, I'm just going to go back to these four. Our attitude about God is, is so much of what I'm talking about. The, our attitude, knowing that we are God's, knowing who he is, and who we are in relation to him and humbling ourselves, finding those opportunities, or just taking those opportunities. There are plenty. There are plenty. The preacher preaches too long, pray for him. Embrace the opportunity. Take my yoke upon me and learn, learn from me, Jesus said, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest your soul. Let's pray.